Welcome in to Paydirt Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. This is Will Dundon here with Seth Coggin. Had a big weekend in sports, especially with kind of the Paydirt crew of teams. So obviously we'll kick it off. College baseball, heartbreaking for some, the opposite for others. But real quick, we'll we'll kind of talk about Tennessee baseball. I mean, mainly Vol fans, but many people were talking about how this is one of the best teams college baseball's ever seen. They had swagger. They were cocky. People loved it. People hated it. Mm-hmm. All in all, they end up losing two games to Notre Dame, losing that game three, obviously. Not going to make it to Omaha. Huge disappointment, obviously. And, I mean, we can get into it, Seth. Maybe just kind of your first thoughts. Anything stuck out to you about that series, if you got to take a look at it? Yeah. I watched a lot of it. Uh, I mean, the Vols are a absolute lightning rod this year with just the style that they play, abrasive and just almost to an arrogant point. But that's kind of how baseball is sometimes, and that's kind of what what's allowed them to have such an edge all year. Um, they definitely are super talented, but then they also play with just a confidence that's been hard to beat and overcome. Um, with all that said, it's been a long season for the Vols. Like, it has been a long season of being kind of the top dog like of being, you know, the most elite team. And there's been a lot of talk about, um, is this the best team ever? Like one of the greatest teams ever. Um, And so I think the target that's been on their back for so long kind of does wear you down. Like you can say whatever you want. You can, you know, go about it however you want, but like being, being the hunted for so long definitely wears on you. I I have a little firsthand experience as to as much as you can and recent experience being an Arkansas fan last year you know, pretty much unanimous number one all season. Didn't lose a single series, like literally did not lose a single series all year, won the SEC championship regular season, won the SEC tournament championship, and then lost in the Super Regionals. Like, so, you know, number one, and and if, if you go on to win like Omaha that year, then they're considered, you know, maybe the greatest college baseball team of all time to go win your conference regular season, postseason, and then win the tournament would be an accomplishment, like unreal accomplishment. People don't do it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really happen. The only number one seed, the last number one seed to win the tournament was in 1999. It's been like 20, like our entire lifetime really of teams that were number one overall played the whole season and said, this is the best team and the best team hardly ever wins apparently. Um, And so, and, and clear Tennessee was head and shoulders, the best team this regular season, but you know, you get to a two, two out of three game series um, and anything can happen because it's against a great team. You know, Notre Dame is hot right now. Baseball works that way. Like you have, you kind of either have it or you don't. And, you know, great teams can kind of manufacture it more, I would say, but when teams get hot and when they're just playing really well together, um, they, they can become really hard to beat. And in a three game series where you drop, see dropping game one was massive. Like dropping game one the way they did was is was huge because then the pressure is just on because then the thoughts are there in the back even if even if you're great at like not thinking about it like the thoughts are there in the back of your mind like man we're up against it which sometimes can work out great and really spark something and I, I really thought Tennessee would probably come back and win in its second two games just because they're a great team and they have they have tons of depth in pitching and hitting and everything um, but. It comes down to a few innings like this whole fantastic season came down to like the seventh inning of game three of the Super Regionals. And then it's just a tie ball, you know, a close ball game. That's anyone's game. 
and Notre Dame made a few more plays in game three of the Super Regional. And so now they're moving on and Tennessee's season um, is over. And that's a very hard thing to deal with. And especially right now, you're in such a fresh time of coming off this just electric season, just being the best. And then all of a sudden, you know, that's what sport, that's how sports happen. And college sports in tournament scenarios, especially, it's just on a moment's notice, it's, it's over. And it's, it is a disappointment. It, it's a very hard to be very disappointed in the moment while also appreciating the greatness of the entirety of the season, because over time it will be viewed as one of the most fantastic seasons in UT baseball history did things that were unprecedented for that program. I, I was talking kind of with, uh, with Shump, a guy we've had on here, Ryan Shumpert a few times today, just like when we were growing up when we were kids, you know, I grew up, we grew up in Nashville. I played baseball all summer, every summer, like in Tennessee, baseball was not even a thing. like Tennessee baseball was essentially non-existent. Um, now, obviously they had some, uh, you know, a few good years every now and then uh, a lot of teams are kind of capable of that, but for a program, which Tony Vitello is trying to build, like for a program, this was a huge year to be a top dog, like to put yourself in that category all year long. You didn't make a fluke run to Omaha. Like last year was like, Oh, they're a pretty good team that got hot at the right time. Make it to Omaha, you know. But this year was like, no, this team is the best all year long. Um, but, but that's the tournament. That is baseball. That is baseball. That is baseball. Is baseball. The SEC is probably is possibly going to get four teams in Omaha. Four out of eight teams are going to be from the SEC. But none of them are the, the the champion of the regular season or the tournament. Like these teams are still in it. And they didn't even like, obviously Tennessee was better than them, but you know, and that's what it hurt. It, it hurt a lot last year watching Mississippi state win the national championship when Arkansas had swept them in a series. Like the only, the only real time we played, we swept them in a series and we may have even beaten them in Hoover. But anyway, they're a team that finishes a few games behind you in sec play that you swept. And they're the ones holding the trophy at the end of the year when it really matters, you know, and you're at home and just bummed out. But that's that's baseball. you got to be there to, to win it. Um, our, this is Arkansas's – so on the flip side, you know, the agony of defeat, the, the – what's, what's the second half of that phrase? Uh, the joy of victory, the agony of defeat. That is sports. That's what brings us back is like we enjoy the victory because we have known pain. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm able to enjoy – like the almost got emotional the other day watching the Razorbacks – win game two of the super regional. Like when I saw them dogpiling, I just saw the joy and I knew the joy that my family was feeling. I knew the joy and I was personal. And I knew just across the state after last year's just heart wrenching, like gut, gut wrenching. Arkansas is a trip. Like, as we kind of talk about Tennessee coming on as a baseball program, and I think they will continue to grow as a, as an entire program. The fans care consistently year after year. They get good players year after year. They have very solid teams year after year. They have continued success, which I think will come as long as Vitello has the reins. But, like, Arkansas fans have been there for the, for as, as long as I can remember. And beyond that, like, Arkansas loves baseball. And so for – and we had a team that we really thought was it. Because Van Horn – so we've been to Omaha 11 times – or this is our 11th trip, but we've never won. So, I mean – it. Not only do you have to, like, to even have a chance, you got to be there. But even if you're there, it's hard to win. Like, even if you get to Omaha, you could go – I mean, we could go five more times and not win the series. Now, hopefully that's not the case, but 
you know, it's just so hard to bring it home. Um, but yeah, so I saw last year us as a number one overall seed get knocked out at home. But you can't even really hate on, like, I don't know, Tennessee fans may have some vitriol for Notre Dame, but it's almost like respect. Like, dude, we were the number one team. You came to our ballpark, and you won a series. Like, you won two out of three. You didn't beat me in one flute game. You beat me twice at my, on my home turf. Like, you earn it. You know, that's kind of what I do like about baseball, too, is even last year, like, NC State beat Arkansas. And they kind of like Notre they weren't super highly ranked or anything, but, man, they just caught some dynamic of fire. Like they literally just had the swagger and the confidence to, to kind of get hot in tournament setting. And that happens in baseball all the time. You know, teams will get hot in basketball kind of tournament time, but baseball has a whole different team dynamic. I feel like in my, in my opinion, from what I've seen personally, like if a team really gels at the right time, um, it can be dangerous. I mean, that's what Arkansas is. Arkansas is going to Omaha right now. The last, like they lost six out of the last seven games going into like the postseason and then got swept right out of Hoover. And now they're going to Omaha, and Tennessee's sitting at home. That's the craziness. That's the razor blade of sports, man. It is the razor blade of sports that you are either – you are on a razor-thin margin between being victorious or, or going home and being super disappointed. So very easy to be disappointed, and you should be disappointed in a Tennessee baseball – like as a Tennessee baseball fan, like, man, we had a really great chance to win a World Series. Like that doesn't come around every year. You're not going to have a great chance every year. Um, but I think overall, it's a great building block, uh, for the future of the program. Um, it excited a lot of people in Tennessee about baseball and showed you like how much fun, I think this almost showed, it was a great showcase to the development of college baseball. Like if people haven't been paying attention to college baseball for a few years, you know, Tennessee's not around, not relevant. Well, I don't watch as much baseball, college baseball. If my team is not good and relevant. Like, you know, it's just it's just human nature. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in life. I don't have to choose to sit down and watch baseball. But I think it probably opened a lot of people's eyes to the talent and the exciting brand of baseball that's being played across college right now, especially in the SEC, man. It is strong. It is strong. It is strong. If they really do, they could get four teams in. So half of the College World Series field could be from the SEC and without our champion even in that field. So, anyway, that's kind of – that was kind of a larger point on Tennessee. Like overall, this series was just was just tough. You lose that game one, you know, you you know you still have a chance because you're a great team. Um, pick up pick up the win in game two, kind of take a little of that pressure off. But then it just becomes one game to go to Omaha, and like I said, it comes down to the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, and they hit two big home runs in the eighth and ninth inning, and it was over. Um, NC State hit a home run in like the eighth inning last year, and it was just all of a sudden it was over. Like you, if you get to game three, you're putting yourself in position for anything that, that can happen. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll just kind of, I want to, yeah, I want to hear as a true like fan thoughts, like what were, yeah, what yeah. was your fan thoughts from t- when Tennessee? Uh, well, so I want to touch on what you said a second ago, just talking about opening the doors kind of for college baseball, because I was listening to some local radio, actually, I guess it was on Friday or Thursday, you know, right before that series was coming up and they were asking, they were talking about, and this is in Nashville. So, you know, there's Tennessee fans around, but they were talking about, is this really a bringing in a lot more viewership and fandom as a whole for college baseball? Or is it really just, you have this really loud Tennessee fan base that is now, attached to this and making a lot more noise. And I get the argument, but I, I personally thought this team, and this is what they succeeded in, 
they were polarizing. You loved them or you hated them. Like there were a lot of people that hated Tennessee and there were a lot of people watching those games because they wanted to see Tennessee lose. And that is awesome for college baseball, in my opinion, to have any sort of polarizing figure in that sport to bring in viewers that, hey, we're not even fans of Tennessee. We just want to see them lose. Like that's good. That's good for the sport. You bring in a lot of attraction and that's what Tennessee did is they were super cocky and people didn't like it or you loved it. And it it brings a whole new fandom to the sport because it's like, hey, baseball is fun to watch again. Like college baseball is fun to watch. Whatever you may, your opinions may be on the team. Um, Also, just worth noting, past three years, number one team in college baseball has not made it to Omaha. Doesn't really mean doesn't really mean anything, you know, but it just shows, well, it does mean something. It means that, you know, it's hard to get to Omaha no matter what you're set up with. Um, As a fan, especially watching, I hated losing that first game. You mentioned it. Losing, you want to get game one. You always do. You want to be ahead. Watching game two felt really good, obviously. The bats came alive. You hit four home runs in one inning. Luke Lipsius leads it off and hits a home run and then, like, comes that we bat around and he hits another home run. Game three, he comes in first inning. Luke Lipsius again hits a home run. I'm feeling pretty good about everything. And all it was was uh what seventh inning, I think. When they hit Notre Dame ends up hitting two home runs one inning. And what really sucked is that second home run, the guy cranked one foul, and then like next pitch or two ends up hitting the home run. So really just kind of took the air out from uh, uh, air out from under your wings. And, you know, that was a game you were up three, one for seven innings. You know, you're feeling pretty good. I I knew we were going to have to score a lot of runs. uh, And that's what Tennessee had been doing all year. So you were hoping that would happen anyway. The loss sucked. I mean, losing, I, it was kind of like, man, I can't believe it. It does feel like such a waste. I hate the term choking in college baseball. Kind of like, yeah, you Baseball's did like hard, bro. Like, like this was <laughs> this was a team that obviously, yeah, everyone was talking about how great they were and everything. So the fact that you don't make it to Omaha, yeah, that is a failure, I guess. I think yeah, it, I, I don't not, think I wouldn't the, really call it a choke. Choke's yeah. a hard one. Like it really means like they just two teams lined up on a field and they lost. Like, that's they that's what that I was weekend. thinking. I was I was talking to someone else and I was like, man, like they just got beat. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It's not like you went out and didn't score any runs. I mean, you didn't score a ton, but you didn't go out and lay an egg and you didn't you had a couple bad innings where they got their bats got a little hot. Just a couple. Like it wasn't yep. like they lit you up the whole game. It was just they came out, they beat you. And that's I, I think I felt a little peace in that just because I didn't think it got stolen from us. Like like you said, it was kind of just, hey, respect. Like you did it, you came in and beat us. And I do think, I mean, the Vols. The obviously, you know, you got a little 24 hour rule where you, you know, you get pissed all about a loss and then all the kind of logical thoughts start coming into your head once it's finally over. This team is going to be set up for the next 10, 15, maybe 20 years, as long as Tony Vitello is there. I mean, you're not I'm not saying they're going to be just rattling off trips to Omaha, but you're going to be probably near the top of the SEC. You're recruiting at a super high level. I think although, yeah, you lose and you're not going to be the national champion. A lot of these high school kids that want to come play college baseball saw what Tennessee did this year. They paid attention and they saw all these guys having a lot of fun. And I think that only helps recruiting. So all in all, loss sucks. It is a disappointing season. I don't it's it's not like Tennessee basketball. I even kind of was on the 
on the side of, hey, you know what? We won an SEC championship for the first time in however many years. I'm not going to label this season a complete failure. Baseball, this was different just because of all the hype around it. And you just saw it. You saw what this team could do. And you hate it because there are so many seniors and so many guys that are eligible to leave that probably will leave and go to the MLB. So, but again, you know, Tony V's recruiting at a high level. You're going to be reeling in top five recruiting classes probably year in and year out. So time to reset. But, you know, yeah, I mean, a disappointment. That's all it really is. You can be yeah. – I'm still proud of what they did this year, and I think what they did was awesome for college baseball. Because, yeah, as a Tennessee fan, I didn't really care about it, and now I do because Tennessee's good. But I do – again, I'm going to kind of beat a dead horse here and say that that team being so polarizing brought in new fans to baseball. Yeah. So, well, How would you have felt had they made it to Omaha but lost? Like, do you think it feels different if they make it to Omaha? Yeah. Yeah, I still do. Even even if they don't, yeah, if they don't win the Natty, but they make it to Omaha. I mean, I I will say I've watched, I do watch the College World Series usually. That is the one thing I watch. I probably watch more of the College World Series than the regular World Series, just for whatever reason, even since I was a kid. Um, maybe it's because I have connections with Omaha and everything. So yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I think once you get to Omaha, it truly is just like what we're talking about now, but at an even higher degree, like you yeah. just got to get hot. You got to, it's got to be your yeah, day. You got to play these several games really well. Yeah. You're, you're, well, it just reduces your season, gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's like, well, now it's an eight game season, you know, seven game set price, I guess, seven game season now. And you got to win, you got to win five out of seven or something and take it all home. Yeah. But, and it kind of, you can point to, I mean, you can look at Arkansas, like, like you said, you've been there 11 times. And haven't gotten one, but I would assume when you make it to Omaha, you would probably consider that a successful season. I'm sure you'd like to get the yeah. monkey off your back and yeah. win one, but yeah, you definitely do at this. I mean, at this point, as an Arkansas fan, what stung the most is like having one in our hands in 2018. We were one. I mean, that's a pretty famous example of of Arkansas choking an opportunity way. You want to. Was it choke? Was it not? I tend to say no because all those players got us in that position, you know. And yeah, Oklahoma, Oregon State dug themselves out that year, but it's it's very hard to get there. And then it well, it's kind of a reset. The way the tournament is, getting to Omaha is almost like you're starting a regional over, and then you got to win a regional and a super regional again. Except this time, it's the it's the eight hottest teams in the nation right now. Yeah, not so, only are they good, they're hot too. Like you yes, said, like they're they were they were a really good team, and they're the eight teams that are playing best. Um, and so you combine that, and you but you know you put everyone on a neutral field. It's a little bit bigger field, not quite as many home runs just bombing out of there. Um, now you can hit home runs certainly, but not you know it's just not quite as much of a launching pad. Um, and then the stage gets a little bit bigger. It's a little bit brighter. You know, twenty five thousand fans instead of whatever regional you're playing at which like Arkansas plays in a stadium that fits, we'll get 15 K in there for a big super regional game. It's huge. Um, but I'm watching the Stanford regional and they're playing in front of like 1500 fans in this like super regional, yeah. um, which is fine. Like it's a really gorgeous part, but it's just a different environment. Um, and so like, it's very hard to get there. And, and so getting to Omaha is like getting to the college world series is pretty much like the mark of a good season. You know, it's like, no, this team made Omaha. Like, they 
they made a fantastic run in the postseason and they were they beat really good teams to get there. I think that's what makes it the most worthy thing. It's like, no, nah, Arkansas went on the road and beat a you know national seed on in their home park. They earned the right to go to Omaha. Like that is a mark of a successful season. Um, and then to take it all is the ultimate success. I guess that's kind of the way to define it. Now that you can have this. Like, like we saying with the Vols right now, like you can have a disappointment in Omaha. Like it can still be disappointing. We isolate that kind of feeling towards that situation. But like overall, the success, like getting a dog pile, if you get the dog pile, bro, like it's probably a successful season. So get yeah. a dog pile and having that moment of going, now let's just go win it. And I think that's why getting there so often does provide an advantage because it it does kind of up the bar. It's like, well, we've been here enough. Like Arkansas has been to the world series final several times now. Like we've gotten not just you know, satisfied with being there and not just like, man, that's the peak of our season. Getting to Omaha, anything, other, anything other than this is cherry on top, but no, not really. Like we have to get to Omaha. Like Omaha is a necessity. If we want to reach our ultimate goal, like, yes, it's awesome that we got this one, but like we cannot win the national championship without doing this step. Um, so it's just kind of a step in the process to be celebrated. Uh, it's a huge one and a defining one. And the one that you get to hang a banner for, it would be like the final four in basketball, like making a final four in basketball is a mark of success. That, that is a true, like we hang a banner for making the final four because it's a, it's a, it's a massive, um, just testament to your program or your team that year. Um, so making that trip to Omaha is just it's electric. It's amazing. It's a success, but it's just a step. It's a huge step. And it's a hard step to take as, as a lot of teams figured out, um, you know, there's not that many national seeds that, that made, that made it to Omaha. Uh, I mean, we're on the brink of there being one national seed in Omaha. Now I, that's probably not going to happen. Cause I think Stanford's definitely, uh, they were ahead by like six runs last I checked. So they're probably in if that game may already be over, but. So that's at least two. And Oregon State could make it three. Oregon State-Auburn is an interesting one. Uh, that's in Arkansas' side of the bracket. Um, so it's it's either – so here, I'll do a quick rundown of the College World Series, a quick quick little preview. You got – on one side of the bracket, you got Ole Miss, Arkansas, the winner of Stanford-UConn, which is looking like Stanford, and the winner of Oregon State-Auburn. Um, so – and that one's – tonight so we'll find out later tonight who the last ticket to omaha so if auburn wins arkansas side of the region will be three teams from the sec west and it's probably stanford um which is just crazy and not even the three teams that won the sec west the who won the sec west they're on the other side of the bracket which is so we're potentially looking at four sec west teams in the college world series, which is just crazy and a testament to the strength. That's, that is why playing in the sec, whether it be football or baseball, basketball, we're, I mean, on par, if not even below, below maybe some conferences in terms of strength, but playing that sec schedule all year, like iron does sharpen iron playing that tough schedule, seeing top pitching, I think pitching like hitting off studs, every team in the sec probably has a like, three or four pro arms, if not more, like you are seeing studs on the mound every week. And so that leads you to more success um, in the postseason. So let's see who else do we got in the, so Texas A&M, they have made the college world series. um, And then we got Texas. 
So Texas beat East Carolina in the last two games. We talked about Tennessee lost that first game, and it was hard to win those second two. They say about 80% of teams that lose the first game lose the regional. So about 80% of game one winners win. Well, Texas was on the road, lost game one, and came back and won game two and game three. And then you got Oklahoma. Um, So Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Texas, and Texas A&M are the other side of the bracket, which it's funny, in two years, you know, or whatever, OU and Texas are about to be in the SEC. So if this was that year – you're looking at quite literally six future SEC teams out of eight for the championship, which is just insane. Now, they're not in the SEC yet, so it doesn't count for it yet, obviously. But they will definitely be adding to the strength. Um, so Oklahoma went on the road two and one. So Oklahoma, Texas, and Notre Dame all went on the road to win. Arkansas, Ole Miss, potentially Auburn all went on the road. Um, to win their supers so looks like you know home field advantage didn't have a huge weight this year uh, in the college world series or college baseball ranks but um, but yeah that's kind of I mean that's quite a bit of baseball talk for us but it is that time of year like it's it's crunch time Um, we've been talking about I mean I was dreaming I was dreaming of a hogs and balls Omaha matchup and we were so close we were so close well we've we've been so close last year we kind of almost exactly flopped scenarios last year hogs are number one all year balls make it to omaha but the hogs don't we lose in supers um last or and then this year ho- balls number one all year but hogs make it to omaha and balls don't so maybe we'll maybe year three is the meetup you know we've gone one two and year three will be the meetup um, and we'll get hogs and balls in omaha and we'll all go party uh, until we can't no more i would almost guarantee i would seriously almost guarantee that within the next Four years. I'll say within the next four years that like t- Arkansas and Tennessee, you have two, maybe two of the best coaches in college baseball right now. Yeah. I would just have to say that they will be there. Arkansas yeah. will continue to be there as long as DVH is there. And I would think the same for Vitello. We'll see. I mean, he's been to one, so you can't really. Well, and they probably, well, yeah, he's been to one. So we'll see, but let's move along real quick. We've got about 10 minutes left, nine minutes. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about Seth. You mentioned it before. We'll talk a little bit about this whole. Is it live or live? Live. It is live. I found that out today. Actually, I caught it live, and uh, I've been calling it live as well. But yeah, we'll talk live uh, golf for the next few minutes, and then got a couple little two minute drill for you if you want. But uh, yeah, so this whole live golf tournament, a lot of guys are starting to turn over to it. Uh, DJ Dustin Johnson announced that he would go over to it, and I guess played in this tournament. Um, There's quite a few big names. I mean, they have drawn some big characters out of the and it's essentially it's really convoluted because it's essentially making them ineligible from the PGA tour in some facets, but like they can compete in some of the majors if they have that status, like, cause all the majors have different qualifications towards who can play like the British open and U S open are opens. Like they are theoretically open to anyone if you're good enough. And they have, you know, DJs won masters tournaments, you know, even Sergio's won or a major tournament. Sergio's won at least the Masters, so, like, he can obviously always play that. Um, anyway, it's a break off of the PGA Tour, and it's kind of trying to p- pilfer PGA Tour players um, with money. That's literally, like, what they can offer. I don't know where – they are backed by some groups with some questionable uh, questionable business dealings. So, it's kind of a – it's almost like a morally objectable uh, group of people that have started this league. Um, and so – 
that's why a lot of people detest it and they're kind of just monetizing completely the sport of golf so at one time the purses in golf were not very big and then a man named tiger woods came along and nowadays golf is 10 times maybe if not more like that's a very like it is 10 times more money involved in the purses and that means that if the purses have 10 times more which is like the winnings of each tournament that means sponsorships are just I mean, crazy different than they used to be. The money is just much, much, much bigger. Um, and this new league, Live Golf, um, headed by Greg Norman, the shark, he's kind of one of the faces of the leadership team. Um, and they've pretty much just said, no, we're going to pay you an insane amount of money to play less golf and ha- like have fewer tournaments, bigger money. And that is a hard thing to say no to. I'll be honest. Like a guy like Dustin Johnson, right? Played a lot of golf, man. Grinded hard. And then, you know, he gets this offer to play maybe seven less tournaments a year. Maybe two. Think about it. Once you want two more months of work off and like four times your salary, it would be a conversation worth having. It would be a conversation worth. <laughs> well, having. and that's what Dustin Johnson came out and said. The goal is to play less golf, and you have all these people who are like, "What? That's crazy!" No, like, yeah, he. I'm sure he still enjoys playing golf. Yeah, but I'm he sure he would to like to make more money and not have to golf as much. Yeah, the, the tour. As much as it sounds fun to be like, "Oh man, I'd love to be a tour golfer, play golf every weekend." Nah, dude, that is a grind. You only see the four days on the weekend. They get there Monday morning and are working an eight to five. Literally, I watched, I was working at golf course when the LPGA came to town, uh, a full tournament, like best in the world. Um, they were playing at our course. So I'm, I'm working tournament. And, uh, and I see these players on Monday morning, there at eight o'clock, eight to five grinding, walking the course twice a day, hitting balls for hours on end. Like it is not a just casual, you know, hang out during the week at a cool location and go out on Thursday and play. Like it is a grind nonstop and travel is ridiculous. I can see wanting to play less. I just think overall, maybe we'll get into it more kind of as it develops, but I'm curious to see what it means for the future of golf. Like if they keep, if you have more better players in your league, you probably will get more viewership and like it might succeed. Like, and maybe it's a sign of different things to come for the PGA tour. Maybe it's not live golf, but maybe it's something else that kind of, takes a if you can allure the players then you have the league like whichever league sponsors the best players that is gonna be the premier you know golf thing so we'll see how it goes uh, i'm i'm curious i just think it's a, it is a very very interesting thing to, to to watch in the future of golf um because it just i'd be like the nfl splitting and you actually losing some good like the xfl starting except you did take a patrick mahomes and some other guys that are like elite, like you actually brought Super Bowl winning quarterbacks into the XFL and was like, no, nah, we're kind of a legit league. Like we actually are a good product and we're paying them three times as much or if not more guaranteed money. Like, con- like you got to win that money in the PGA, bro. <laughs> if that money's guaranteed, like that ain't too bad. So we'll see. I, I think it's I think it's interesting to see kind of how this future of the sport goes, which is always what I'm kind of geared towards. Like, what are what are things that are happening that are the future of the sport? So, yeah, it'll run into. I mean, there are obviously a lot of moral. There's a lot of character issues and morals that go into it, but also 
the thing is, is golf is not super popular. Like it is more popular as because of Tiger and everything. Like there are millions of viewers, but compared to the major sports, you're not getting the same viewership, even on the masters as you are like another major sport championship. Yeah. However, yeah. So that's what I'm kind of wondering too, how much it will affect because the PGA will always have the masters, the U S open, the British open, the uh, PGA championship. Yeah. I would have to assume even if you're playing in the live, if you're able to, you're going to play in the major tournaments. Yeah. Simply because, I mean, obviously the money's good, but there is something to be said for you're a competitor. Those are like yeah. your championships. You want to win those. Yeah. You also need, I mean, that's a huge sponsorship thing. Yes. Like, yeah. You got to play the majors, right. You know, to be, to have your sponsors happy. Yeah. Well, real quick, we'll wrap it up. we got to go short again because Trucial was not able to make it in, so we are running on the uh, poor man's Zoom, I guess you could call it. No, but man, said, this is the people's uh, Zoom. <laughs> said, give me your – we got two and a half minutes left, so we'll try to each go about a minute. So you give me kind of anything you got on your chest, go for it. One minute, go. Yeah, mine's not going to be about sports at all. Look, it's hot out there. First of all, I'm going to – I'm gonna little PSA, stay hydrated, yo. We got to be drinking enough water. Like if you're out working, even if you're just out in the sun, out at the lake, I I don't care what you're drinking, but mix in some water. We cannot be having some heat exhaustion. I was out at a race in Tulsa, heat index 115, bro. We got people passing out like flies. Like we got to stay hydrated. Um, And then, you know, I'm going to throw a little plug for Yarnell's ice cream. Arkansas's own homemade strawberry ice cream is the perfect treat for any hot, sunny day. You come in, you get some strawberry ice cream. That's my go-to treat. Will, I, I do want to hear, what, what's your hot day go-to sunny treat? I'm an Italian ice guy. If I'm at the <laughs> beach and you got a good Italian ice truck, dude, nothing better than some good Italian ice. But I will say my ice cream of choice would definitely be, you've been there, I believe, the Nebraska Dairy Store. That Let's is go. talk about some fresh ice cream. That is straight out the cow, dude. Yeah, that is nice. Anyway, I'll hit mine real quick and then yeah, we're gonna have to wrap it up. So a couple things. I guess I'll go with a little culture as well. Saw Top Gun Maverick last week. Highly nice. recommend. It was awesome, man. Just beginning to end, total action movie. You're on the edge of your seat. You don't know what's gonna happen. Someone could die at any moment. You're flying around in planes. It's crazy. I don't compare it to the original Top Gun for anyone. Who wants to say one is better than the other? It's not really the same storyline, so you can't really compare a whole lot. But great movie. Would definitely recommend it. Also, as far as sports goes, I want to talk about this probably on another episode, but we'll kind of talk about start ranking the quarterbacks in college football. I've been hearing a lot of hype about Will Levis. Don't know where it came from. I guess he's okay. Guy didn't throw. Guy threw for less than 200 yards seven out of the eight SEC games last year. Let's stop pretending he's a top quarterback yeah. in the nation. He's not even top five in the SEC, in my opinion. Anyway, we'll so. have to wrap it up here. Guys, thanks again for listening. This has been Patriot Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Check them out at Six Pack Coverage on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out at Pater underscore sports on Twitter, at Pater Sports on Instagram. Guys, thanks again for listening. We'll see you all next week. Pater out.